I just want to start off by saying that uh, true justice really shows how much representation matters because as far as I know, Steven Seagal is the only action star with sleep apnea. <laughs> He's just in bad shape. That's it. Oh, that was it? That's it. All right. Well, you tried. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. You, look, you told me to make these up five <laughs> minutes ago. You told me to make up jokes and I, I'm doing the best I can and I don't even want to do this episode anymore. <laughs> You you've you, you think you're so smart? Why don't you do an intro right now? All right, guys. The only way we're gonna get justice is uh, if we kill Steven Seagal boo, at the end of this. Oh, bad intro. Welcome to bottle Welcome episodes. To bottle episodes. <laughs> Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Well, My name is David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. We, we have a guest today. I'm Kevin O'Brien. Yeah, you uh, may have heard him on the last episode, <laughs> Secret Guest. Well, yeah, you had to stay to the end of the episode. I, I got recruited. I'll yeah. put it that way. <laughs> Much like one of uh, Elijah Kane's uh, <laughs> subordinates, I got recruited. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, you don't look anywhere near as generic as them. Uh, that's very kind of you because I am extremely generic. But looking. those people I could not pick out of a lineup while I was watching the show. You bring up a great point. It seemed like it was an entire show cast with extras, yeah, in lead roles, yeah, like just all these like types of people, but none of them are like actual actors. Who else is going to agree to be in a show created by, starring, and written by Steven Seagal? That's though? true. Well, in the the second season, I did recognize one actor. But it was a total like, oh, that guy. But then I couldn't place what I knew him from uh, Can I guess? I bet Go it's ahead. Battlestar Galactica. I think he was in Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> uh, wait, was it the FBI agent? Yeah. Yeah, he's like an actual actor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought, okay, that's what I, <laughs> that guy I was like. Okay, Aaron I think Douglas. I just, yeah. No, he, no, the other dude. Oh. No, that guy, he could act, though. That's true. No, Aaron, he, I, I will say Aaron Douglas looked like he could have actually been on a CBS police procedural. Yeah. Where... Oh, legitimately like a decent actor yeah yeah um but i mean i can i have a lot of thoughts on season two of true justice we can get to that (laughs) later okay so hold on let's let's talk about okay so uh the bottle episodes the show where we watch the pilot and the top rated episode on imdb of a terrible television show to determine if it ever got better yeah give it a fair shot all that (laughs) and this one ironically it was the pilot and then the final episode yeah people rated the finale so highly because they were just glad it was done (laughs) oh really i thought it i'm just assuming i thought it because it finally almost resembled an actual tv show no that's well so a lot of times uh people do almost a salute to the television show they'll be like especially like shows like this where it's someone being like all right i love this show in the finale best episodes Mm. yeah i mean it's it was crazy to see the juxtaposition between that pilot and then the last episode. Was it like 25 episodes yeah. later? Uh, it seemed like a lot happened in just those two seasons, <laughs> yet I got caught up on it within like 30 seconds. <laughs> it was a pretty much entirely new cast in the second season. Well, there's okay. So, spoiler alert um, <laughs> I found this out uh, last night watching these episodes. The so the whole first season, it's this whole other crew. It's like this knockoff NY, wannabe NYPD blue 
that's shot to make you feel like you're on crystal meth or something. I wish it's, it had been like NYPD Blue. Cause I mean, we got some sweet Seagal nudity. Yeah, right. <laughs> get, get that Dennis Franz yeah. butt going with Seagal. But, uh, but that, like, and they're in Seattle, which you wouldn't know is like this crime-ridden hellhole, apparently, for this like local police department. Oh. The most establishing shots of a city I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, like... In between every conversation is an establishing <laughs> shot of the space. Needle. Yeah, it was like watching MTV in the mid-90s. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> 120 minutes reels all over yeah. the place. Well, as they're just like going through the refugee camps of... New yeah. Orleans refugees. Seattle. Right? Yeah. So it was clearly written like right after Katrina, but then some time had passed, so they were just like, and the oil spill yeah. <laughs> is the reason they were out there. It's... Uh, <laughs> I found the whole the pilot was one of the more confounding things I'd seen in a minute, but then the final episode, first of all, second season, completely different crew. Yep, and it, they just tossed this out as an aside. Thankfully, caught me up on everything I missed, which was, well, he was in deep cover as the head of a police department in Seattle, <laughs> but really he was CIA. Now he's into dirty ops, and I go, oh, so that's what I missed over the previous twenty episodes. <laughs> Yeah. Or think about the fans that watched that what they thought was one show, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> ah, psych, this guy was actually in deep cover the entire time. Well, so I can actually, so Steven Seagal wanted to get this show made real bad, and was I like, mean, clearly, clearly, yeah. but he wrote every, he was uh, implementing, he wrote every episode of the first season. Can, can I make a guess? I guess he dictated every episode <laughs> oh yeah he didn't person. pull out pen no. and paper he wasn't opening up a google doc he was walking around hands behind his back pacing telling an intern and then i speak chinese yeah <laughs> and it's well you're right because it's painfully obvious based off of like so every character speaks in like this sort of like cliche hood patois <laughs> like even the guy who's supposed to be the head of this police department is like like he's giving it this weird like yeah it's just talking like baby mama and stuff <laughs> like that Seagal says the phrase white boy or white trash about a hundred times in yeah this the white boy thing I thank you that's what <laughs> yeah. it, that's what I was thinking of where it's like dude you're white yeah um but like it's how I relate but it's not just him it's like all the characters talk because yeah. that's how he I guess talks but well Seagal, that's what he imagines a city to be yeah that's what I'm trying to say he also adopts the accent of whoever he's talking to when he talks to the one black guy on his team <laughs> he puts on a black accent and he goes and talks those guys from New Orleans and he puts on a Cajun accent and I don't think he, he's doing it on purpose he's just trying to fit in yeah you know ultimately <laughs> he just wants to he just wants to be part of the crew so fun fact the first episode exclusively written by Steven Seagal yeah and you can tell you can definitely tell. every episode after that from the first season written by Steven Seagal and a guy named Joe Halpin who is just a guy who works on like every like FBI Chicago PD secrets and lies Hawaii 5 so this guy is like the ringer of procedurals they were like okay all this is is just cliche dialogue and like no story we need a guy in here who could at least like yeah write us an episode because that's the other thing with that first episode is they drop you into a world like it's three seasons in already except the relationships between all these people gives you no indication of like what the world is there so there's like no character development but everybody's playing it like there's a lot of character development which just boils down to them like talking shit at each other 
Like yeah. every character just talks shit at the other character. They're all so mean to each other. They have all this baggage, but you never find out what the fucking baggage <laughs> is. Seagal has had this idea in his head for years, probably. And it just kept developing and developing. So in his mind, he knows how they all know each other. <laughs> That's but he true. never shows us. He's been thinking about this since the 90s, probably. By the way, Joe Halpin actually, uh, I misread that. That's all the stuff he got to do after True Justice. Oh, yeah, so this is what launched him. He <laughs> pivoted from True Justice. He, was so also, he found his calling. He wrote one episode true. of Dark Blue, but no, he found his calling uh, writing Into the Sun when a government official is killed an American operative, Steven Seagal, with experience in <laughs> Yakuza culture, is brought in to investigate. Okay. So he wrote like a Steven Seagal Yakuza yeah, picture. That's the other thing with like this first episode, apparently it's like a Yakuza thing. But they never really mention it more than just like this little girl who's lives in America her whole life doesn't speak English. She only speaks Mandarin. So we have to like get a translator. No, they don't because Steven Seagal speaks it, but then decides he's bored of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like he meets her and immediately speaks Mandarin to her. And he's like, get a medic. And then later they're like, we they need, need to it. bring in a translator. <laughs> yeah. and it takes a couple days. And the other thing, like this episode, there's no. Re- First of all, there's barely a plot at all. And then whatever resolution there is, there's still like another like cliffhanger on top. of So it. I figured that out. Please. So, uh, yeah, I've I've done I've done a little bit of deep diving into this. And for they, the listeners, this is available on Tubi, <laughs> Freebie, <laughs> and uh, and it originally aired on Reels. Yeah, <laughs> you know where no. all the great. It originally <laughs> re- aired in Spain. Oh, really? <laughs> and then got picked up in some other countries in Europe, and then Reels picked it up. Oh, <laughs> but then Reels commissioned the second season. So that everyone ex- else in the country had thought better. Okay, of it. Or so everyone else in the world. Rather. Thank you so much. That totally explains why the first season looks like. Kind of like a telenovela meets <laughs> like a bad porn or something. You You're know? right. It's I didn't think about it, but it like is the camera like, quality and all that, and it's kind of disorienting and like. And then you watch the second season, and it just looks like an episode of a CBS show or something. And I think, yeah, well, they brought in new writers, and you could tell, like, it is, it is like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, there's a budget attached to this. Yeah, reels is trying, I guess. That's like I guess they were trying. Wait, at that, that was point. their slogan. <laughs> yeah, I guess reels. We're trying. Yeah. I guess. Like I want to know what the other reels. Shows I, I were know now. what reels' slogan was because I remember seeing the commercials and they looked like they were for a fake channel. Yeah, it was TV about movies. Was their slogan? Oh, I always thought of reels like. What does that mean? The, exactly, it looked fake every time I saw it. Well, they, about TV about TV mo- about movies. That channel slogan. always looked like the ads that play before the trailers of yeah. a movie at a theater. You know, it was like just a whole channel of that. I, I think it was it. mostly just excerpts of interviews with yeah. movie stars. For whatever they were promoting, but then the, for some reason they wanted they decided to get into, to get the into a Seagal Breaking show. Bad, baby. Probably as yeah. soon as Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. Like, hey, oh. you can launch a channel out of nowhere with one just gritty drama. Seagal, yeah. Seagal almost certainly said, "This is my Breaking Bad." <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, actually, I doubt. No, I doubt that because Steven Seagal would never think that he's playing up to anything else, mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't the whole thing of Steven Seagal is that he's the greatest no matter what? So, like, yep. Yeah, technically, well, Breaking Bad is Brian Cranston's True Justice. Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Steven Seagal, we all agree, is the greatest action star ever. I mean, but he's still working his way up in music. I did watch a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> I did watch a lot of Seagal in college. Fire Down Below, um, Hard Target. These are quality films. Here's the thing. Is every Siege Steve, 2 Every Steven Seagal movie sounds like a porn. It does. <laughs> Fire Down Below Fire and Down Hard Below, Target. Yeah. 
I don't I didn't oh, don't want to say I like took an educated guess, but I was oh, you like assumed as much about I me? was like Kevin's gonna really enjoy like it like it's like you're gonna like not enjoy but you're the right person to send a weird Steven Seagal dude I kid you not when you said you get Seagal I was giddy (laughs) because like sometimes of this kind of stuff it could suck yeah and it like truly sucks that it's hard to deal with where this was like oh man I haven't seen Seagal in a while (laughs) and then after watching two episodes I watched the last night it's kind of later I kind of wanted to watch a third one (laughs) and I pulled up Tubi and I go what are you doing dude go to bed but I got like lulled into this like mindless weird Seagal police procedural thing that I wasn't even like laughing at it. I was just like, oh yeah, this is my man. This is what he does. Like as he's just out here breaking elbows. That's all he wants he to sl- do. Slowly lumbers towards people and pretends to punch them and misses yeah. by a foot. Well and I also have just been a fan of the Seagal voice, you know, the way he's yeah. just like he's like yeah, I think we'll do that. You know, that sort of... But I think it's even less than it was. Well, yeah, because he's all bloated and old <laughs> in this. And, like, you can see... he. I mean, I thought John Taffer had terrible, like, <laughs> fake spray-on hair. But, man, Steven Seagal's taking a new level on this. It's like, it's a color of black I didn't even think exists in the universe. Like <laughs> Anish Kapoor is solid. Yeah. He had to go to... <laughs> Yeah, deep cuts. Okay. Uh, wait, no, I didn't actually explain why it ended oh, on a please. cliffhanger. Yes. It's because they then turned these into Seagal movies that they put out on DVDs. Same cast, same characters? It's no. Just, uh, two, well, obviously different cast, no, different no, no, characters. No, 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 no. Yeah. Every two episodes are combined to make one movie. Really? Episode yeah. One, two, so they're all. That's why they four. all end on cliffhangers, and that's why the second episode makes less sense because mm. we came into it mid cliffhanger. Guys, it gotcha. reels literally was TV about movies. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh my god! It was such a funny, like weird dude. Because that's I watched it and they like shoot the girl and it's like there's a bigger conspiracy and I well, was like, so I, knew, I don't have time to commit to more cigars. I knew he was putting out his own movies for a while. I didn't really watch those because, like I said, I'm a fan of the classics. Yeah, you know. The the 80s 90s fair because those are at least like done well like They're like a john wick movie yeah. or something it's a good action movie where with this and i'm sure with like this because he self-released the movies right wasn't that part of it too he's like in russia or something yeah he's in russia because of the tax and sexual assault allegations against him okay but also like doesn't he have his own studio there too or something like, probably. probably yeah that and so it's all I don't he's he more than anyone needs outside collaborators. <laughs> you know, he's not Sylvester Stallone. No, I wouldn't watch a one man show of Steven Seagal. You know, that's what I mean. Like when left to Actually, his own devices. I would watch a one man show. Right, I would watch a one man show of Steven Seagal. <laughs> he made me watch two episodes of this. By the way, each one's forty five minutes long. These aren't like sitcom like Because no. they're half of a film. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I say film specifically. Yeah, of course. These are not movies. No. These are these are these high are quality TV pictures. About film. Yeah. Television about cinema. <laughs> yeah, these belong in a museum. Um, there, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I can't. That's the only thing that makes sense about this, because like, there's no. I just don't understand what the world it is that he is creating in his own mind that he isn't putting on the page, but everybody else seems to be in on. You know, that's like, that's the strange part of it is that there's like all these like backstories, but only, but the audience never finds out what they are. I'm imagining that people would go up to Seagal on set and ask a question about their character and like, why am I doing this thing? And Seagal would just be like, mm, 
all will be revealed in time. <laughs> Real vague <laughs> stuff to them. Jeez. Yeah. Like, also, Seagal is clearly showing up in whatever clothes he was wearing. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else has a wardrobe that fits them. Seagal in the first episode is wearing like a dirty jacket that's got wrinkles in it. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't doing wardrobe. He wasn't showing up for fittings. No, because to him, it's it's all just kicking somebody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, And also, by the way, he's like a notorious Buddhist, but also like just the most hostile one at that because like he says he's a Buddhist, but then you watch this show and the only thing that he truly like tries to convey is that he could beat people up and he's the righteous one. You know, which is very on Zen, dude. <laughs> That's where he lives, though. Yeah. yeah, he just lives in that place of like just being like, "I'm mad. I'm ready to fight." Yeah, but he's like, "I'm also a Buddhist." Like, have what we you- ever considered that Steven Seagal uh, just picked that because it's the only religion with "boo" in the in the name? I think it's just because it's the only religion he- where there's no actual like higher authority. Yeah, so <laughs> he can be his own higher authority. That makes sense. That David, you look confused. It's because people boo him. Oh, I didn't mean like ghosts. I yeah I was confused because he's bad. Oh, let's start the podcast over. <laughs> the the thing with like I guess in Buddhism, someone probably just pitched him and was like, "Hey, did you know that you're God?" Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. I think that's got to be it because the actual like practice of it is completely counter to everything he's built his life on. Like yeah, this like this show is if you strip away everything away from like a Seagal movie and it's just like him. And all it is is people mad at each other, speaking in like kind of racist cliches, (laughs) (laughs) and then storming out of places. And then he comes in and kicks everybody's ass. And they're like, oh, thank you so much, sir. With a lot of cuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) The cutting of this. That's what I was saying. The first episode, it was like, I felt like I was on crystal meth or something because. Like, just like the average (laughs) Steven Seagal fan. Right? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Kick his ass. Also, deconstruct that microwave. Yeah. Yeah. The first. The very first scene, they're going on what seems to be the world's worst drug bust. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was well, that? What happens, what happens in this drug bust where the guy gets away for that long? Also, you know Seagal's old because the majority of the, sh- the, the, the show is him just sitting in a car. Yeah. <laughs> like just And so it, the first drug bust is like every single scene where he's just sitting in a car and everybody's like, Hey, oh, chase him down. He goes, yeah, I got him. And then he just opens the door and then beats the shit out of him and then like throws him into a cell. And then everybody is like, ooh, kind of rough on him. Is like, you think he deserves rights? And then it's like, yeah. They're, they're, the show is clearly written by Steven Skull because every scene is designed to make him look like the coolest guy. Yeah. There's the one where uh, the bouncer at the strip club beats up the young man. Yeah. And then Seagal tracks that guy down and beats him up. Yeah easily (laughs) and then his like informant uh has to like that's every character does this but the informant that first episode was like you know i owe everything to you kane and so there's always this moment where everybody and then you look at it as like what would this guy have ever done for anybody else (laughs) let alone everyone else to ingratiate enough like power and goodwill that he just shows up to like trailers where biker gangs are running their operations Without a warrant, without any backup, nobody stops him, and then he just beats the shit out of the entire <laughs> gang, and nothing happens to him. It's yeah, insane. It's a yeah. I like that Steven Seagal is just like what happens if like Tommy Wiseau could have done a split, dude. 
No, you're thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, Jean-Claude <laughs> does a split. I don't know if Seagal, Seagal no, could Seagal not. Seagal can't do a split, but Speaking yeah. of which, Seagal is lumbering in this show. He <laughs> is moving around like, like a Niro, retired NFL he lineman. He looks like De Niro in The Irishman. Yeah, when they had to <laughs> but he's got to be the young guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is just like Frankenstein's monster, yeah. <laughs> just constantly lumbering. Dude, he's so monosyllabic. It is, yeah, dude, he's just like... <laughs> Yeah. That actually, yeah, it is the most like I wonder what he's just being injected with to just like keep all the pieces moving. Well and Russian steroids. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Fair. Like, and this guy, Elijah Kane, terrible name too, uh, which I'm sure has some ridiculous meaning that he won't explain to us. Uh, <laughs> at the end of that last episode, the cliffhanger that never gets resolved, because spoiler alert, no season three, uh, he just like leaves his crew twisting in the wind. But he says, I'll find you. Yeah, that's all he says, though. Yeah. Like, th- he has this whole crew that are, I guess, like, black ops, secret CIA, that no law enforcement authorities know who they are, so they're all trying to arrest them. Meanwhile, this other gang is... These people get shot so much, don't die somehow. <laughs> Yet all the actual cops die on one shot, so I don't know what he's trying to say there. But then at the end of it, it's like... Believing in Seagal actually protects you from bullet damage. It's like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like a, it's an area of effect that... Yeah. Yeah, you, that's that's what it is. He's so powerful. Everybody gets a leadership I'll, I'll, bonus. I'll tell you what Steven Seagal's trying to say, and it's the thing he's trying to say in every episode and everything he's ever done. He thinks he should be on money. Mm. Just I don't mean that literally, but I do mean it literally. But I mean like figuratively. Steven Seagal just thinks he's the best. Thinks he should be remembered forever and yeah. never worship him. What? And if anything, we're lucky that he just made this show and these movies because he could have taken over some small destabilized country that's true he's still good i mean probably <laughs> Give it time um, well I, think about it he's living in russia he's probably friends with putin i'm sorry i'm surprised he hasn't been installed in like azerbaijan or something like that or georgia <laughs> or that. like a small former soviet state because steven seagal be, is governor of a uh, part of ukraine I, yeah i'm gonna say dave you should cut that out and you should write that as a comedy film Oh, dude. Where someone is not, not obviously not Steven Seagal, not obviously Russia, but essentially. I don't want to give thing. him any ideas because I think he would do it for real. No, you like, get someone to play Steven Seagal. He has such, you're right, though. He has such like a classic autocratic tyrant sort of yeah. demeanor and worldview and everything that any kind of looks like a guy who would just you know, like in South America or like something back in the 70s, just with the like. The way his hair's done, rock and Fu man shoes. Oh you yeah, know, like you know when you see a, a dictator wave and it looks like it's tiring them out. Yeah, I'm just like he's got. He's got uh, sorry for doing a visual gag on no, the podcast. No, I get you though. I get That's, what you yeah. mean though. That like that tiny wave where it's like I'm not. Yeah, he he would wave like that. Yeah, like yeah. It, he's uh, he's too well casted that I'm happy that it didn't become a reality. Yeah. <laughs> I think Steven Seagal might be the only person who downloads and listens to bottle episodes that we talk about on Hi, the Steven. podcast. He's got yeah. <laughs> like I, I, we make that joke a lot, but I really he's think... got a bot that anytime he hears his name, it just like grabs yeah. it and puts he's, it in front of him. I, it explains why we keep getting so many downloads out of Russia. <laughs> 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 no, he actually has two different. It's one. He has one for his name, which gets hit all the time because people are always just typing True. his name. But he's one specifically for True Justice. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. Like, did you guys go on any like subreddits? Was there actual fans of this? I show? didn't find one. Yeah, I always look for subreddits to see what people think. I didn't yeah. find one for this. Like, because I 
obviously, you know, there isn't going to be a huge fan base for a Steven Seagal vanity project like this. At least not. This is the fan. But this is the yeah, first right? ever like meeting. not earnestly. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it got a season two, it was and it's like the production quality is more normative, and yeah. there's like better actors would lead me to believe that there's like some people out there somewhere that were watching this, but it. That feels like real channel going. It's the only thing we've got with any recognizable name. Yeah. We might uh, as well see if season two well, sticks. Just, it's just funny that this show, we found the bottom of the internet. <laughs> like, yeah. I would, I've been under the assumption there's a subreddit for everything. Oh, there's no. a community for everything, but not this. Kevin, let me just say, as someone who's watched about 30 plus of these TV shows now, welcome to the bottom. We, you haven't quite hit the bottom. Really? The this bottom is- we've yet to record our episode on. Uh, it's Ren Stimpy's adult party cartoon. I've seen that. Jesus I hate Christ. it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's really upsetting. <laughs> and it's even more upsetting once you find out what's All going on with yeah. John Kirk, Chris for Lucy during that entire yeah. situation. Yeah. And I loved Ren and Stimpy. So that's why I find it. It's like, nope. like ripping my heart out watching that thing. You're a pretty genial person. I watched the light go out of your eyes. Oh, I got like, so depressed. <laughs> like even just talking about it for a second, you're oh, like, "No, there was like you've been having fun talking about Seagal, and you were like, I hate it. I think it's awful.' Yeah. And like, there was you're nothing. right. That was that was uh, that, that was like, a bizarre tonal shift out of me. That's like, how much that's it the, hurt me. That's, that's what I was the like, thing. That's the bottom. Yeah, I, I watched the show, and I'm like, okay, so I watched that. I don't want to have not watch it for anything. So we need to do an episode at some point. But how would we ever make it funny? Yeah. <laughs> so. That's rough. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Instagram at DPIC Comedy, at Daniel F. Crow, and at Corndog O'Brien. Go check us all out over there. Uh, check out my special on YouTube. It's called Goblin King. And I'm on TikTok at LitGrandma69. You can uh, go check out Kevin's shows. You can go check out Kevin's shows at Wacky Shack NYC. Uh, but I think that's over for this uh, season. So that'll be back next spring. And then, we're, you know, whenever you're listening to it, it'll be there. And then Fun Time at Fine Time at 9 p.m. It's a free show. It's very fun. I like to go do that sometimes. So go check out those shows. Go check out Kevin. And, you know, love yourself. Back to the episode. Yeah. yeah, back to a more lighter <laughs> yeah. topic. Get the light back in my All eyes. Right, so yeah, we need, we need to give the plot of the first episode. So it opens up at a convenience store where... <laughs> the uh, other home of Steven Seagal fans. <laughs> uh, where these two nice, young, Asian convenience store, uh, ma- mom and pop shop convenience mm-hmm. store, they're just going around, and then someone walks in, we don't see him, and then just shotgun, shotgun. Just blows him away. And it happens. Graphic as hell. It happens faster than you would think. It's literally like in 10 seconds. It's uh, pre-credit sequence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> establishing shot. Ding, ding, ding. Hi, welcome. <laughs> and that's how the show starts. Yeah. I was like, am I watching a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movie or all of a sudden it was... Well, Steven Seagal just got hard for the first time in six years. Yeah. Thinking about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> then, but then we get the opening credits. And we see one of my favorite credits of all time, which is one of the actors' nickname yes. is included. <laughs> I, my favorite, too. Big L- Sleep? L- little big Sleep. Sleeps. Little Sleep. Big little sleep. Sleeps. I thought it was William, Little Sleeps. William Big Sleeps Stewart. Yes. Big Sleeps. 
And then, uh, which I paused that immediately. My is, my assumption is Seagal gave him that nickname. Was like, you got to put it in the credits. So I was, I guessed that he was probably like some Z grade rapper that I never heard oh, of. Oh, maybe. And then I think I pieced it together, and I think you might be right. During one of uh, the episode, I looked, and he's got like kind of a like wonky eye that makes him look kind of sleepy. And I think Seagal probably was like, "Yo, what's up, big sleeps." And then that's how that's, he got it. He's doing nicknames like Donald Trump. Yeah, right. <laughs> or George W. Bush, yeah. you know, just like shooting finger guns at everybody. I mean, you could talk shit on Big Sleeps all you want. He's been in 43 things. What other things has Big Sleeps been in? Uh, Coffee and Kareem. Oh. He made it into that Netflix one. Cloud Vandemic. I don't know what that is. With Van Damme? John Van, Jean-Claude Van Damme? I think it's about a van. Boo. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a web series. Never mind. My okay. bad, guys. <laughs> Well, either way, Big Sleeps is doing better than all of us. Yeah, he's in Game Over, man. Oh, Big Sleeps. And to Big Sleeps' credit... 15 of, oh, of True Justice. Never mind, that makes sense. Okay. He <laughs> seemed to be the one who was, like, not going it over the top. I mean, every other actor in this thing is at 110 the entire time. Not Seagal. Seagal is operating. Well, of course, at he's at zero. zero. That's yeah. why I, maybe that's why they're all cranking it so hard it's, because he's giving them nothing. It's that's so not generally weird what how people zero say, he is. I mean, when they say cranking it, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't mean like beating off. I mean like just literally like I mean like literally turning the knob like yeah. a crank. Uh, and then we get the angriest cop I've ever seen in a television show. Yeah, what's this guy's deal? They don't explain it. He's just angry. He's so mad at everything. He like yeah, cause well yeah. What was that thing at the end where he was like mad at the new recruit, and then she like says like, "Hey man, what's what's the deal?" And he goes, "You're the new kid. New kids get hazed." And we're like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "What? All right, man." This Which guy, Seagal definitely hazes people on set. Oh, for sure. Which is why he wrote that in. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he was there. Uh, wasn't he almost kicked off of SNL the week he was hosting? Yeah, and they were they, gonna find a replacement host because he was yeah. so unlikable. Like he's like the worst host they've ever had. They yeah. said, yeah, it's uh, like an unair. It's like or not unaired, but it's never aired again. Kind of like yeah, yeah. Because like the stat, the crew was gonna walk out because he was just going around tapping people in the nuts or whatever. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they said he pitched multiple sketches that involved him like sexually assaulting people. And he thought it was funny. Ooh. If I remember correctly, I, I well, and there was this sketch where he beat up all the Exxon executives. Jesus, and Christ. he thought he's like, and it was, they're like, okay, and he was like, no, this is great, and they put it in there. Maybe there's some episodes of True Justice where he reused those ideas. <laughs> also, do we ever find out what the True Justice is? Uh, did like this there's no like name check like in the pilot of breaking bad he goes oh so you think you can break bad or whatever like there's well, not, no oh, there's no reference did, to any true his name's not true or I, travis justice or, i didn't look up when this came out but is it possible this came out around the time of true detective and they were hoping oh, to confuse uh, 2011 2012 oh, okay true detective would have been 13 or 14 so true so, to yeah. this inspired no, true think, detective yeah, they were trying See? to get the true justice viewers yeah but they may have been doing like a like because like true crime is like like that yeah. kind of like yeah but also true justice is just a generic name that you would give to a cop show that's true that's why this whole thing feels like it was made on a different planet or something where like the, the real network. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That like, like I said, now, now knowing that it was a, a foreign production initially, it definitely informs why it's kind of uncanny in a lot of ways well, where it's like, they're trying to replicate American procedural 
TV, but they're so kind of getting it all wrong and just doing it. So, so the shield actually has a like shooting style wise. It's like an incredible version of what this is. Well, like, so I was saying NYPD blue stuff. I saw that they're trying to do, but then it's just like shots of people's feet as they're walking away <laughs> or when they're going out on the drug bus. It's just two minutes of people like putting things in their pockets and like shots at people opening drawers and closing drawers a lot, which then <laughs> is like comes back in a flashback where it's like, hey, I saw that Sav in your drawer. He's like, yeah. what are you trying to say? Well, and it's like I planted that arm. I was like, wait. So they're trying. Their shot wasn't even long enough. Yeah. There was no Chekhov's gun of that. It was just like, yeah, they're just trying to get to drug and dealers. Also, it didn't sort mount of. anything. They're like, anyways, this guy's going to jail. Yeah, it's full on the room storytelling. It's yeah, you're right. Uh, this like, is Tommy I with Sosa. I definitely have breast cancer, and then it never yeah, shows up yeah. again. <laughs> uh, well, the other thing about can we talk about the drug bus specifically? Yeah, like, the next plot point, anyway, right? Oh, is it okay? I didn't. Okay, so yeah, they're going to like they're trying to get like the drug dealer, or they're trying to get him, and the guy just walks up to him, and that guy can act. Let's give it up for the drug oh. dealer. That guy can actually <laughs> act. He's trying, and he's doing a good. Here's job. Here's the thing: is I think a lot of these people can act. Uh, not all of them. Move. That's because Steven Seagal is in this. Well, sure, yeah. but, but I'm saying like I'm saying most of the actors can act. It's the thing of like you never think about how hard it is to act when you're like trying to deliver lines written yeah. by Steven Seagal. Yeah, talk about like the ultimate take it off the page exercise. You know, like they should give this script to kids in acting school. <laughs> you know? Wait, how old? Like. 18, 19. I was really yeah. hoping like six year old. No, I mean like like at like a professional like just a bunch the, of like at the new school or something. They yeah. got him doing just a like, children's theater. Like where they get emotion saying. from Steven Seagal. Yeah, is a great. That being said, children's theater though, that's pretty fun. They pitch. keep saying white boy yeah. over and over. Hey, white boy. <laughs> David love. finally revealing his uh, natural voice on the podcast. Oh no, I'm back. <laughs> no, I wish that was. I could get cast in so many voice yeah. things. So you could, you could just do that voice whenever you oh, want. Oh, all right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bottle Episode. Yeah. Um, I hate yeah, this voice. I don't like it. Yeah, no, it's a lot. It'll get stuck in your head. Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the what, no, but the the when they get the drug dealer, like yeah, they're just like the the cop is like, "Are you a cop?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> yeah. Well, no. The cop flips it on him. He asks the drug dealer, he's "Like, what are you a cop?" And he laughs at him. Oh. And then a few seconds later. Also, uh, those cops they, are right there. They are not far away. Well, there's. Why are they standing in line all with each other? Then nobody swarms on him. He whistles first to like <laughs> give it away. Like, yeah, everything. he wants it to be fair. <laughs> I get, yeah, you develop such a relationship with the dude in his deep cover, and then it, it's just uh, it's that's that's one of the more upsetting parts where it was like they. This clearly is all just set up to have Seagal just hit him out of the car door. Yeah. You know, and then that's where I immediately was like, oh, this whole show is just Steven Seagal sitting in a car beating people up. <laughs> so that the plot always how, has to serve that. How you dare know? you? He gets out of the car to beat people up. That's true. Well, barely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see all the episodes. Maybe there's one where he just does a drive by and he yeah. punches the guy in the face. <laughs> that, that, Doesn't even yeah. break. Close lines. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> That's actually not a bad action sequence. I mean, get me uh, on the writing staff for season three. Yeah. But then, so then they get info from that drug dealer. And then most of the episodes, them just going down the line of people he says... He got the drugs from. Yeah, and everybody flips immediately. immediately. <laughs> so Even he, the one who has a lawyer flips immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, this is heroin. 
Yeah. <laughs> These are heroin dealers. <laughs> and they're just like, all right. Yeah, you got me. So he goes to the strip club. They talk to the woman that runs the strip club, and then she sends them to the New Orleans refugees. Whoa, you, wait, you blew past the part where the door guy at the strip club for no reason at all beats a cop up. Yeah. And then he tracks him down and beats him within an inch of his life, yeah. which then sets off some strange subplot where he thinks his partner thinks that he planted the evidence to beat the guy up. Like cops need evidence to beat a guy up. He got punched in the face or anyway. Yeah, he already I, got yeah. assaulted. I'm thinking too logically for this show. You <laughs> yeah. know, I think well, the key is... You gotta get into Seagal headspace. Well, and that's why I was glad I watched it after midnight last night. <laughs> it's like... You you gotta just let it wa- yeah you just gotta let it wash over you. <laughs> you have to eat something shitty and yeah. it has to be after midnight. Yeah, you have to be a gremlin <laughs> to enjoy the call. That's why, yeah. like at first, I was like, "What the what? Oh, this is ridiculous." Well, that's kind of funny, but then by the second episode, I was just kind of grooving with it. <laughs> he okay, and then yeah, they just go through all the, they go to the strip club and that guy, and then at some point they they bring back the fact that those people were shot in the cold open. Yeah, like oh. at the last minute. Also, also, guys are getting assassinated in the club, and there <laughs> there's Russians involved because, which seems crazy that he would have Russians be the villain since he lives in Russia. Well, this is 2011. Time, time. Oh, okay, all right. They they paid him off to stop this. So <laughs> oh, they knew he was too influential. That's my kind of conspiracy theory. See, the A plot is them tracking down the drugs. But then the B plot is they have to solve that murder from the beginning. Yeah. So then Seagal, they go to oh, the convenience God. store. They find the little girl, the daughter of the people who were murdered. She's hiding out in the woods. For, yeah. I guess, like a week or something. I'm so dumb. I thought these two plots were intertwined. Not really. Other. They are a little bit. Okay. There. So there are, like, allusions to them being connected I, somehow right? okay so here's the thing if we or we, am I, was because, i just like in vibe mode at that point that i just was like assuming everything was connected because i wasn't really paying attention to a plot i was just watching way, them beat people up i love vibe mode <laughs> sorry i'm enjoying steven seagal i'm in vibe, vibe mode, mode. <laughs> yeah I, well, I shut off my critical faculties like i was just like oh cool now he's slapping that guy around <laughs> here's the thing about steven seagal this is in seattle this show yeah uh seattle is one of the highest uh asian populations in the country so you see an asian person in seattle it's not unusual yeah steven skull sees this little asian girl immediately speaks chinese to her he just yeah. assumes she's no, not, not from mandarin. america he says mandarin yeah not just chinese <laughs> the the speci- he guesses the well, correct, guesses correct. Dialect. <laughs> what people don't know is he used to be in the yakuza but <laughs> like, Oh, is that later in the first season? <laughs> no, in the, I movie, in the oh, movie. I was going back to the movie. There's plenty of Asian people living in Washington State that are just... They've they been in America English. their whole life. Their parents have been. They speak... He sees them immediately just... She's 10. Right into, exactly, yeah. And he's right. Yeah. She doesn't. It's which weird is even that he's weird. right. Well, because he, he wrote, wrote it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, the idea that like Steven Seagal... And he wouldn't do it because he can't make fun of himself. Yeah. But if he just started speaking Chinese to the Mandarin to this little girl, she's like, I'm 10. I understand yeah. English. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that, oh, that's but, that's what my first thought was when I was watching it. Was like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be because that happens on police procedurals sometimes. Right. Like you watch yeah. Law and Order. One of like the cocky detectives will assume somebody is like a stereotype. And they're like, oh, what? Because I'm the and Yeah. And that didn't happen. No, it's just no, full on. There is no subversion of expectations Ever. in Seagal this show. Seagal wanted to show he could speak Mandarin. Yeah. Because at the time, like 2011. No subtitles, by the way. None. Yeah. 
He's like, I hope you understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess you're not as smart as Steven Seagal. Uh, this one's just for the Steve Gal, Seagals. Uh, All the Seagals and Seagals. <laughs> Seagals and Seagals. I'm willing to bet for a long time he showed off that he knew how to speak Mandarin because China was such a huge box office opportunity for Hollywood at the time. It's oh, been yeah. getting phased out recently, but like he wanted to show you need someone to speak Chinese in your film. Yeah, I'm here. I'm Steven Seagal. Well, do you ever see that uh, video of uh, the not the Rock, the other guy, John Cena? John Cena. Wow. Just... Okay, guessed right first. Time. <laughs> yeah, you knew it's there the was, other guy. No, there could have it could have been uh, Batista or, or Vin Diesel or yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, if figured, we're going back. A few uh, yeah, years. I figured you were thinking of a wrestler. That's fair. It could okay. have also been uh, Hulk Hogan. But you got it right on the first time. Let's spend more time. No, no, no we'll the other keep naming wrestlers. Uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> but John Cena, there's a video of him speaking fluent Chinese, apologizing for like things he said. Hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, no, it's like he knows, like, yeah, it's a whole video of him just like apologizing for some like remark he made about Taiwan, I want to say, or something. Oh. Because of like. Bi- oh, because he didn't Because wanna... of the market. Whoa. It's crazy. You get, look, I'll link some of it here. Actually. <laughs> 我必須說現在在速度預計請求我做很多採訪很多很多很多所以在一個採訪我有一個錯誤所有人我如果我可以用中文。Yeah, it's like it's like it's full. That's so unnerving. I he says I have love and respect for China. Well, sure. But what's like, I mean, is that, uh, what's wrong with that? Well, he could have released a diss track. <laughs> well, because it like. Well, no, it's the, it's the power of the Chinese market. That's what I mean. Yeah. What I, it's like, it, it's akin to like a guy off camera with a gun to his head or something. Yeah. Like, yeah Universal Studios. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, and, we have to put this, we have to put Fast and Furious 9 in China or we lose billions of dollars. Yeah. All because he said Taiwan's a country. Yep. It's like. Which uh, it sort of is. <laughs> <laughs> now we can't do this podcast Bottle in China. Episodes not allowed I in said China. Sort of. I didn't. He said country. I said sort of. I, hey, Universal Studios. I want you to know I'm condemning his statement <laughs> as strongly Don't as possible. Don't even get me started on Hong Kong. Then we're not even. I'm not I even just get started Chinese. <laughs> oh no, David. Play the apology clip again. I didn't mean to hang you out to dry. You're get a scene I over love, here. love, love, love China. It's going to so, be so, nice so, when so, we so have much. to delete this whole podcast in a few years when one of us is successful. Well, I encourage everybody to ch- check that out because his Chinese is incredible. It's I, look, I mean, it's I don't. Gonna, I'm putting it in the podcast. I don't, don't speak worry. Chinese, but I'm just <laughs> impressed by his ability to master a difficult foreign language. It's really impressive. That's why at first I was like, wow, that rules. And then I saw what the context <laughs> was. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just really into the Chinese culture, but it, I mean, it's probably a little bit of both. Sure. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, I guess once you also once you learn one language, it becomes much easier. It's like instruments. Sure. But I, I mean, I speak one language, and I haven't been able to pick up any others. What yeah. language do you speak? <laughs> English. Yeah. Apparently, in context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some variation of it. Yeah. I speak Nebraskan. <laughs> so then. Pretty much they uh, start interviewing that little girl and they find out that the killer was one of the other cops. Oh, and how do they find out? Because she loudly points and talks as the guy, as the woman walks past her in the hallway and the other two cops go, huh, wonder what she's pointing and screaming at. And then as they uh, finally get the translator in there and then the translator is like, 
uh, hey, what's the deal? And the kid's like, it's a fucking government. And then she, so <laughs> yeah. it's a cur- it's a dirty cop. Yeah, she's like, it's a dirty cop. It's that cop. And then the cop investigating is like, so the killer looked like that yeah. cop lady. She had like, the same hair like. color, eye color. It was yeah. something weird. Like it was like it was. She kept. She was explicit like four times. They kept oh, yeah. going back and forth. She's like, oh, so the killer was a woman? <laughs> no, yeah, that woman. <laughs> the, oh, looked like her because she had blue eyes. Yeah, because that woman who's the cop at killed him with Thank blue God eyes. That translator advocated for that kid. Because they kept blowing her off, and then finally the translator's like, yo, what the fuck? Do you not get here? <laughs> yeah, she literally she broke down. She's like, this is a clearly competent, intelligent yeah. 10-year-old yeah. who knows what the murderer looks like. Meanwhile, by the way, if you were doing that back and forth, that cop is gone. Yeah. That cop, if I murdered two people and a surprise witness starts pointing at me. If I murder two people and anyone points at me, I am in the wind. And then the cop just goes, hey, easy, kid. And then it, also, easiest <laughs> easiest cases to close, apparently, in Seattle. Because <laughs> then, they're, then they're just like, all right, I guess we'll just follow this cop. And then it, she's smoking by a gas, pumping the gas, which, don't do that. <laughs> there's signs everywhere. It's like, there's even a... Anyway, that's my own pet peeve. But uh, <laughs> I'm blow your car up, you crazy? That um, would be funny if that's how she died. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for it, like it was RoboCop or something. But um, I wish there had been an explosion and Seagal had been on set because the perfect ending to his Wikipedia page is that he died at a gas station explosion yeah. in the pilot <laughs> for a show he wrote and created. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the perfect end to his Wikipedia page. And then it, she just like tosses a cigarette. Still time, buddy. The other yeah. cop goes over, just picks it up as evidence. Yep. Then it's like, keep this on the down low. And then they just follow that lady and then immediately close the case. That lady gives herself up immediately like all these people do. They put her in a safe house. She's walking out of the safe house looking all sketched out. And guess what happens? Murdered. Boom. By a sniper. He takes off. All of a sudden, guess who's in a car waiting to chase him down? <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> so, yeah. I And those it, are the Russians, right? So that's... so, the that's so Okay. So they do... These two plots do yes. intermingle. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing is they See, this do... Is how I was in vibe mode. I'm like, now please send it back together. They got, they got there, but it's at the end of the episode. Yes. And it was... Oh, they also, they say a thing, and I bet... I don't know if it comes back... But their original theory on it is that he, uh, they killed the guys because check cashing places use that. Like oh, that people was the other thing too. Is like this is such Fox News grandpa shit. Yeah. Like, well, they all gonna cash their welfare checks there tomorrow. They got a lot of cash on hand. I'm like literally, oh. yeah. It's, it's stuff like, like that that makes me wonder if he had written something worse. And then like you actually need to change that to White Boy, or we're not airing it. <laughs> I think they, I think he might be on some onto something there. Yeah, that's that's the other reason Steven Seagal moved to Russia so he could say the N word with impunity. Oh yeah, yet. <laughs> so it's called Deadly Crossing Part One, but is it called Deadly Crossing Part Two? Absolutely not. It's called From Russia with Drugs. <laughs> but it is a continuation of the storyline. Yes. Okay. Did we watch it? Absolutely not. Because no. because I kind of wanted to. That's why I pulled up Tubi last night to watch the second Nothing episode. Nothing stops of the first you from season. watching this whole thing. Well, that's but, why I don't. Yeah, but I then, was a little scared. That's why I had to stop myself last night because I was like, dude, don't view 
one of these guys that ends up watching two seasons of Steven Seagal's TV show. <laughs> what do you mean these guys? That the, you would, you would the be the first in the guy. Room with? Oh, that's true. It is the yeah. bottom of the internet. <laughs> yeah. So here's the weird thing, though, within this. Like, I'm looking at the way they do these. It's like Deadly Crossing Part One from Russia with Drugs. Mm. Then we have Black Magic, and then we have Dark Vengeance Part Two. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so there, and then there's Toxic E, and then Street Wars Part Two, <laughs> Lethal Justice Part One. Lethal Justice Part oh, Two, <laughs> Yakuza Brotherhood Part Two. What is happening? <laughs> Urban Warfare Part One, Diamonds in the Rough, Payback. None of it. It's the worst. I've never seen this level of incompetence. That's wild. The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five. You, it's the same thing. No, that's no, different. No, because that follows in a numbered continuation of No, some it's sort. different every time. No, but it, I mean like oh, it's, the, you know, it's, it's fast numbered. And okay. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, like They're Fast all- Five, Fast and Furious. Not, where this is like no nothing, then part two. Also, part Fast one, and Furious 4 nothing. is a soft reboot. Yes. So that's why it's just Fast and Furious. But it dropped the thes. It's the Fast yeah. and the Furious. You know, furious. once you get up to 10, it's tough fast to name. X. You know? Fast X. Well, they, every every franchise wants to get to 10 so they could do X. Saw X just got there. <laughs> Jason X. Right? That's, like, it's like a franchise EGOT kind of type kind thing. Of, I, did, I think people My just, dinner with Andre X. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to get... My dinner with X-Dre. Yeah. They just want to get to that Roman numeral. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Uh, the trip to X. You know what though? Uh, UN's very different. The Y Rex. That's just about a kitchen. Yeah. Uh, fuck you guys. I like that pun, and I'm gonna delete Tammy it out of this the podcast. T-Rex. Let's <laughs> let's do season two. Okay. Oh, uh, the finale of the show. Yeah, the bottle episode. I feel like you blew past the subtitle of the season, which is the ghost. They do briefly mention at some point that On, he must be the ghost. I assume so, um, yeah. because. Uh, no one knows who he is except for the head of the local FBI, and he only like knows of him. Well, he like he sees him and he immediately knows who he is, but then seems to not know anything about him, which is bizarre. You know that they're like it's like when you saw the actor, you're like, I know that guy. Just yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, because he like he sees me like, wait, that's Kane. He was uh, work. That's how he. Thankfully, he was in Under Siege. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got caught up on two seasons worth of this show in like four <laughs> seconds when he was like, oh, that's Kane. He was in deep cover in Seattle as a cop and then no one's seen him. But then the re- he they seems to be the only guy in all law enforcement that's ever heard of this dude, which leads me to believe that he's in such deep cover now that he is the ghost. I think they must have known when they were filming it that they were going to do it as a show, but then also as movies which is why they probably have to explain it every other episode Mm -hmm. oh that's fascinating yeah yeah they realize they're like well they were gonna double dip you know what people don't do watch steven seagal tv shows you know what they do do buy steven seagal movies at the grocery store you don't need anyone to watch (laughs) 2.99 yeah exactly and it's just you just need a thousand people to spend (laughs) 2.99 the production company didn't need anyone to actually watch the shows they just need to convince the network to pay to pick it up yeah and then they got the budgets covered for the films. Yeah. <laughs> so That's so funny. It's, it's shocking more people don't do this, actually. Well, I feel like Asylum might have done that with Sci-Fi Network, possibly, because they like 
uh, premiere a lot of those movies on there first, yeah. like Transmorphers or whatever. Oh, yeah. Another grocery store DVD. <laughs> well, Asylum's whole thing is confusing old people to yes. get the wrong movie. Oh, yeah. It's literally because you remember, you're like, oh, he liked that Transformers movie. Oh, there's Transformers and it's Transmogrifiers. And you're like, that's the Tran- same thing. Transmorphers. Transmorphers. Yeah, exactly. And well, I feel bad for some of those grandparents because Thor is public domain. <laughs> and so they like see... <laughs> The Asylum Thor. So it literally is what the kid asked oh, for. Oh, yeah. They just have no context <laughs> for it. Although I will say to Asylum's credit, uh, Z Nation, pretty fun show. I haven't seen that one. They did Sharknado as well. Oh, I know. They, yeah. yeah. But that's bad. Yeah. Z Nation is like, uh, it was supposed to be a Walking Dead thing, like knockoff. But then they ended up just like doing all sorts of weird, crazy shit in it. Like uh, they kill a bunch of zombies with a giant wheel of cheese. And I'm on board with it at that point. Mm. I'm surprised uh, we didn't see Steven Seagal kill himself with a giant wheel of cheese in this show. He would never <laughs> kill himself. I meant literally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think we're slowly watching him kill himself. Yeah, yeah right. His cholesterol is just blocking <laughs> all the arteries. Now you get the sleep apnea joke from the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now it's a good intro. And you have to leave it in. <laughs> that's how he. That's how he kills himself. He doesn't bring a CPAP yep. to set. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was. I was because uh, uh, I was looking up some of the other actors, and mm-hmm. Sarah Lind is in a, a a series of movies called A Martha's Vineyard's Mysteries. Can I guess Hallmark? That's not a bad guess, but it's not Christmas, so I don't know if it would air on Hallmark. I have some non-Christmas they movies. Have, I, I mean, don't see where it airs. It, it uh, doesn't have like a network on the top of it, but. Jesse Metcalf is in it. I'm also curious of like the because all of these actors, they I'm like, what is that lifestyle to be a Steven Seagal TV show actor? Like, I'm sure they're happy for the paycheck and have the gig and stuff. But based off of some of these like credits that you're pulling up for a lot of them, they seem locked in that sort of zone of. Yeah. Uh, some like of- Asylum Pictures movie kind of like they hit the ceiling and I'm just so fascinated, like, if they're just like, hey, you know, a job's a job, or that they're aware, like, that this is shit, and sure they that are. they maxed out on their mediocre talent, and now they're just being verbally <laughs> abused by Steven Seagal. I think Seagal, them. You know? I think they think, boy, people just don't appreciate my talent. They don't realize. So it. the guy who played the dickhead cop is definitely that actor. Yeah. Right. He's got to be because he thinks he's really going for it. But I think Big Sleeps is just happy to be there. <laughs> oh, big, big sleep. Come on the pod. Please. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever show you want to do. I think so. We'll do more like, episodes of True Justice, Big Sleep. Because, like, we'll watch so, one whole Seagal movie. Yeah. Because I just know from, like, being a comic and a former extra and stuff like that, that I would be, like, happy with the health insurance and the paycheck, and I try and be big sleeps about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also such a snob that I think I would be so depressed yeah. that I that's where I found myself. Uh, here's the thing. It's different for you being a comic because if you're Oh, not, I could use it. You're exactly. Right. You're right. You'd be like, yeah. I'm doing this for the bit. For and sure. it's going to be a great bit. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. When I used to do theater, though, I was like in Jekyll and Hyde, which is one of the worst musicals I've ever... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, that one. It's so bad. I know. It, there's like literally... He does like the weird Star Wars thing. He's like, but from my perspective, the judges are evil. Yeah. It's like one of the worst scripts. And I was in such a depression doing that. Yeah. Like when I was like 20 or whatever. I had 20. that in high school theater where... Uh, it was so bad that I just start like mailing it in, just trying to get through the season. It's, <laughs> it's not a good feel. That's why. I, that's why I started thinking this about. This brings us to the final episode of Yeah, yeah well, True no, we're, Justice. We're in it. Yeah. yeah. So, so he like 
And not it's it's because we're in the finale. It, it is just all action, really. Yeah, but boring action, very dull. You, you know, you're you're bringing up a good point. It did make me kind of long for the crystal meth frenetic aesthetic yeah. of the first season and it, like it makes you question what is action if you're not thrilled by it because like it's just movement at that point dude that's so true but that like i did find myself a little more i don't know if bored's the right word but you're like, allowed to say because i was i guess it was bored but i think it was maybe because i was a little more tired that I could have watched so many more episodes of that iteration of the show because of how... The like, second one? Yeah, that it just is like so paint-by-numbers and everything. And I used to watch a lot of Cold Case late at night when I get home working at a bar and stuff. So, so it's like, like very procedural. Yeah, you can kind of like, follow. Yeah, the, or like if you ever watch Blue Bloods, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Or just Still like, on the air somehow. Oh, I know how. Because it, it's it's like soup that isn't flavored very much you know it's like everybody can eat it and <laughs> nobody's campbell's, campbell's soup yeah it's yeah. like campbell's out of the can um oh, i love that and so i feel like the second season had like that kind of thing going on that made me more just like all right yeah i could see myself yeah. falling asleep to this versus the first season it was straight up disorienting like it in a way that were i was like <laughs> i like visual artists I like weird <laughs> stuff, so it was was way more uh, the intensity of it is, but I don't think the I don't think that frenetic sh- shooting and all that in the first one helps the action necessarily. No, though. it kept my interest more. I'm trying to think of interesting plot points to bring up from the second episode. Because basically, yeah, they're just chasing after this ghost, and then they're gonna shoot not him. a ghost, no the ghost, the ghost. The ghost. The Sorry, ghost. yeah, <laughs> chasing after this ghost. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, this guy Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> they're chasing after the Ghost, and they... Ghost Space Killer from Wu Tang Clan. I wish, I wish so much. Uh, and then they base, they like just kind of like he's going to escape into Canada. Is that the? For some reason, they're like, no, let him go into Canada, and I'll shoot over the border. I think because then just... it's Canada's problem. It's he's international. Being... They're not stupid. They know the border's right there. They know the shot came oh. from America. Now you've got Interpol on your case. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a worse plan. <laughs> they have the opportunity to shoot him before he crosses the border. They're like, mm, let's do it. Let's wait. Well, the plan was to shoot him before he crosses the border. Right? They have a clear shot. Yeah. It, like, as they're having his documents checked before he crosses the border, they have him in their sights. And for some reason, it's just like, And then nah. he bails on his crew after that, right? Yeah. That's so, the end of the... Yeah. So maybe... It, uh, Seagal, excuse me, Elijah Kane <laughs> is you. just a cheeky minx, you know? Thank you for uh, continually correcting yourself he, with the character name because I bet Seagal also at times was wondering which one was the real yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in the sauce. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they just, I'm trying to think of what actually... Mostly people just wander around chasing. There's like a shootout in a parking garage. But I think it's the thing is it's all, we missed all the setup. Yeah. Because they're not labeled properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't know any of the characters. The characters have all changed to They've other generic-looking people. And they people. have no discernible They look like anything. Sims. Yes. Sarah Lind is still there. His okay. main partner is still there. Okay, so we know who... Well, no, I'm Wait, not going to do this joke. I don't remember that. Uh, oh, who's fucking Seagal? Well, I, all right. Jeez. I'm probably not, but... Now now we're up for libel. <laughs> what? 
No, I know. Yeah, satire pod. All finally. Right. Oh no, I have great lawyers. That's actually. I've great. been joking this entire time. I actually you hate Seagal. I I hate Seagal. <laughs> I, I love Brennan and Stimpy's adult <laughs> animation party. <laughs> I didn't mail it in in uh, one act play. Two thousand three. Uh, so yeah, the FBI agents are trying to chase him and find out where he's going to be, and he's in the wind. And then eventually, imagine not being able to catch the slowest man on earth. Yeah, he beats up a guy in a warehouse. Right, that happens. This I, there should be scenes of him like at an airport using the moving walkway. That's a more Dude, realistic depiction of that character. He's driving a Yukon. Yeah, the like biggest, least conspicuous car that you could have. Drives it up on a bridge, a bridge uh, that's big enough for one car for a Yukon of no yeah. less, and then they <laughs> close in. And I I love this. This is my favorite device. Uh, law enforcement on one end of the bridge, law enforcement on the other, and they meet in the middle, and they're like, where is he? <laughs> they turn into Goofy? Yeah. Like, that's what they pretty they, much. Yeah, they were like, jump off the bridge. Yeah. yeah. That's totally that's how they treat it, and they're like, ah, oh, geez. Well, and then you hear Seagal be like, I'll find you, and then that's it. Yeah. Like, it, or, Yeah, he's like, Keep underground. I'll fight you. Yeah. I've got you. Season three. That's what we're doing. I mean, they're like, we're bleeding to death underground in this parking garage. <laughs> oh, but don't worry. I saw one of my old co-workers just randomly as the actual <laughs> cop showed up to the shootout. And he's going to look into it for us. But yeah, the dude that's arrested is still arrested. So any who's we'll see. I didn't expect to say this, but as we're talking about, I'm reflecting. I, I don't think the second episode was an improvement. Because of how stupid the first episode was, it made it more enjoyable. Yeah, well, there's no weird insights into Seagal's psychology you in know the second it, episode. I, I'll, I'll give you that. the The thing that I will counter with is that I got so tired of hearing the Seagal script speak in the first episode <laughs> that it was such a relief to just be in well the blue bloods territory of like bad script writing. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what what's funny about the show though is uh, the person who wrote the other uh, episodes is just the guy that actually directs and writes all of his stuff. So it was just like one of those things where it's like, now nah, you had your chance, buddy. Let's let Keone Waxman get back in on the... Yeah. <laughs> Keone Waxman? Yep. That sounds like a Seagal that, character. That is not a real name. <laughs> yep, Keone that's the guy. Waxman? He wrote the second season, uh, best known for his work with Steven Seagal since 2009. So, he's so just, that's his just in-house director now. Is yeah. He's in Russia too? Wait, so then that begs the question... Is it his choice or Seagal's choice in the first season to have it look so insane? Seagal. Okay. Or the network. They worked no. with they were Well, because there's a different director of the episode that I watched, The no, Ghost, the, uh, in the credits, because I was looking for Wayne it. Wayne Rose, but he's also one of the main mm. people for the... But it's it's uh, he also directed a lot of the first season. So, oh, okay. Because so I was it, curious if it was a thing where it's like Keone Waxman is his like hired goon, and then they're like... All right, Keone, you can write the scripts. So we're not letting you touch a camera. And then they brought in like an actual crew, but apparently it's just they try. They gave Seagal a shot to just have full creative control. Yeah, and they went along with it. And then Reels came in and were like, "Listen, you want the money for this second season? Do you want forty dollars? Cut the shit, okay? <laughs> Give us an actual police procedural. We really, yeah, we could use a real police procedural. Yeah, yeah we want it to be gritty. Do all the drug stuff you want. Yeah, but we need." Be Beat people up from a car, but 
you got to stop disorienting these elderly <laughs> people that left reels on. <laughs> what's a what's a good international TV series circa 2011 that was not getting played in America that they could have bought instead? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Good there's got to be like a British show that... Like, Luther. Yeah, yeah, PBS, I think, had Luther, didn't No, they, they? did. Or oh, BBC I don't know. America? Hey, man, that's a, that's a pretty good answer. Yeah, off the I, I was about to say, yeah. Luther's, Luther's great. By the yeah. Way. Like, yeah, yeah, like reels. I'm reels sure could have had Luther. Reels could have found a good British show to pick up instead yeah. of this. <laughs> oh, you know what they could have gotten? Mm. Top Boy. I don't know Top Boy. Who's in it? Top Boy is great. Uh, it's a it's a drug dealer uh, like conflict. It's like it's BBC? like a, yeah. Oh, it's uh it's British, cool. but it's about like British gangs and stuff. London drug dealers. I gotta watch that. Yeah, I they should have done that. I no, love top, that accent. Oh, Top Boy is great. Four seasons. Highly recommend like Top Boy. Instead of Seagal, they should have done a thing like that. Yeah, I'd much That's, rather have guys be like, "Listen here, bro." Yeah, I'll tell you, you told him, you know, that kind of like, yeah, this English gangster where they're all pulling knives out on each other and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would be great. My my pitch to improve the show is actually not for True Justice; it's, it's for Reels Network, and it's to purchase that show instead. <laughs> they still exist. I Reels? don't think maybe. I Are they doubt still it. getting in the original content. <laughs> yeah. game? Reels pick up bottle episodes for TV. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would have fit with their actual programming. No, this is a podcast about TV, not TV about movies. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's so close. We're so close, <laughs> though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, this was competing with the Impractical Jokers. That's what was happening. <laughs> oh, it is the same audience. Yeah. yeah, this is a full one-to-one. Oh, Fresh Meat. That was another good... That's a that's a good uh, British show. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. I haven't seen a lot of stuff, though. And... Uh, Thankfully, you've seen True Justice. And that's though. well. That's what I was saying. Is that that's why I was glad I stopped myself from watching a third episode because <laughs> there's so much stuff that I haven't seen, and then <laughs> it would be pretty embarrassing. If people were like, "Why? What? You haven't seen it yet?" I'm like, oh, "Sorry, I've just been plowing through Steven Seagal's <laughs> True Justice." <laughs> I like you don't even just call it True Justice. You call it Steven Seagal's True Justice. Well, I got They don't know what it is. <laughs> like, like, if I call it True Justice, they'd be like. True Detective? Well, they're like, no, 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 no. And then at I that point, say, I just say yes and I move on. Yeah, I just want to get out of the way. Steve Seagal is true justice. You ascribe Don't ask me about him. I'm embarrassed. I can't even believe I watched as much as I You ascribe the auteur theory to Steven Seagal for this. Yeah, right. Well, that when I was in college, I had a roommate who, very unique guy, eventually became an army ranger. He used to sleep on a twin mattress on the floor with an assassin's bell over his door. Loved Steven Seagal movies, and we would drink whiskey. And that's how I got into him was hanging out on like a Saturday night or something. Tell him about the show. I will. I'll hit him up. Um, yeah, Andrew Shannon. Shout outs to Yanker, a.k.a. Yanker. Um, <laughs> a.k.a. Yanker is a nickname that Skull would give someone and make them put it in the credits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, a.k.a. Yanker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Andrew <laughs> Yanker Shannon. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. So, by the way, uh, we should we should say what we'd improve about the thing. But that I found- is what I would improve. Yeah. <laughs> I would have reels by a different show. <laughs> uh, so um, they pitched ideas for Seagal, and he gave some of his own. But this is one of the sketch ideas from Seagal. Oh, please. Uh, he had this idea that he's a therapist, and he wanted Victoria Jackson to be his patient, who had just been raped. Oh, and my God. therapist says, you're going to have to come to me twice a week for, like, three years. Because he said, that's how therapists fucking are. They're, tr- they're just trying to get your money. And then mm. the psychiatrist tries to have sex with her. I was right, then. Yep, yep. that is yep. exactly... That is the man who made ideas for this show. Yikes. I would improve the show by making Steven Seagal go to a therapist for three years. <laughs> what? Not, like, in that yeah. sketch... But, like, he actually needs help. Like, well, I want to know who's the therapist that ripped him off in his mind. 
L. Like, Ron is this Hubbard. like a Tony Soprano thing? Oh, was it? it was, you, I no, mean, no. He like doesn't Scientology hate psychiatrists and all that. Talk? Yeah, but that's yeah. why yeah. I'm saying Seagal would have been a prime Scientology yeah. candidate before he got into. Oh, maybe Buddhism, that is sketch. He just hates psychiatrists because of Scientology. Maybe um, I don't know. Okay, so I think. Well, I I think it's like this Tony Soprano situation where he goes in and they just do basic like therapy, and he goes, "What the hell are you trying to say?" And then. <laughs> <laughs> storms out because it's like an affront to his ego or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. that but, would probably be and then you know he'll try to have sex with his therapist at some point yeah um like tony soprano yeah um, <laughs> like a f- psychopath <laughs> yeah exactly oh i've never had intimacy yeah uh, oh you like me yeah um yeah absolutely i also heard this urban legend i'm sure it's probably true my wife told me this yesterday that um a big time hollywood producer in the 80s was like grandstanding as somebody else in the industry. It was like, I can make anybody a star. Uh, yep, yep. I can take the biggest asshole you've ever met in your life and make them huge. And then you know, they're like, oh, yeah, prove it. He's like, all right, well, I have this personal trainer who's mean as hell, and it was Steven Seagal. Yep. <laughs> Is that true? I've heard it before. Yeah. But he was also married to... Um the woman from Weird Science. So he had Holly, Kelly LeBrock. He had ins in the industry. Oh, okay, but I just. But I've heard that story before. Well, well and yeah. the, like any good urban legend, it is so believable. Yeah, that you want it to be true, right? Yeah. And like, because it speaks to his well, not his character, his lack of character. <laughs> I guess. You, and I don't mean on the screen. Oh yeah, you <laughs> no, the man. yeah. Across, maybe that's why he can't write characters. So, <laughs> he has so, yeah. no humanity. Well, in it's him. vulnerability. He is very. He's yeah. in zero vulnerability, and yeah. that is where all good character comes from. Yeah. Tony Soprano is a good character because yeah. you see his vulnerability. Absolutely. Steven Seagal has zero vulnerabilities. Well, you can see Steven Seagal's insecurity. He just has no idea that. He's you putting it. it out. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think, what makes him such a fascinating, like, pop culture character, uh, like, in our lifetime is that. And I always find that hilarious because I grew up in Nebraska around, like, tough a-holes, you know? So, like, anytime I see some older dude keeping up a tough guy facade that, like, nobody's buying, oh, Ooh, oh, that's that sweet, sweet Seagal energy. Yeah, I don't need the horse that they're selling outside the club. I, <laughs> that's my that's my heroin. <laughs> okay, uh, how would you improve the show? Besides just more seasons, apparently. I think if I think if you could like blend the first two seasons' aesthetics together a little bit better, like cut down on all the bumper shots of the skyline, slow down like that crystal meth kind of and also the high contrast sort of thing a little bit yeah yeah yeah. but get like that uh forget his name already i'm so sorry the head of the fbi in the second episode oh yeah if you get more people like him around it i would i think like i said later at night the way we used to watch cold case or things like that i would watch a steven seagal kind of cbs procedural and they i think they're also trying to do like a csi kind of thing in the first season uh-huh. that they're failing at terribly but that kind of you know hyper stylized direction oh yeah you know well, tr- i think they're trying to go gritty yeah but i mean like at that time oh, like yeah. csi really popularized that like you know the high contrast the fluorescence yeah yeah the like insane zooms and all that <laughs> um so i think yeah if you just like blend the two a little bit better and 
I mean, keep big sleeps. I don't know why big sleeps isn't in the second season. Moving on season. to bigger and better things. <laughs> bigger and better sleeps. sleeps. <laughs> he had a coma to get to. Okay. Big coma. I think. <laughs> yeah, they called him big coma. He had so many big sleeps. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we just kill. Seagal gets killed in the second episode. Big sleeps take over. Yeah. Seagal comes back as a ghost. <laughs> Not the ghost, just a ghost. A ghost. Yeah. And to give Big Sleeps advice. Nice. And that way, he doesn't have to move a lot. He can have a ghost Bronco, the car, uh, that he drives around in. You just gave me an idea of a version of A Christmas Carol where Steven Seagal plays every spirit. That's funny. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to write our own Steven Seagal scripts. <laughs> Let's recommend TV shows and get out of here. Uh, if you want to see a show about a famous guy with no self-awareness, watch every Alan Partridge show out there. Love that. Oh, yeah. that's a great. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen this show, but <laughs> great starts. Uh, well, okay. Off the top of the dome, since we're talking about reels and stuff, you guys remember when cracked tried to go into original programming? Yep. So I only remember the commercials for this, but Patrick Warburton, who famously played putty on Seinfeld was in a cracked original series where he was, it's also one of these like wannabe gritty, I think he might have been like a bad lawyer or something. I'm not sure what it was. By the way, can I, can like I, can I say recommending your, these are like good shows. Like the, Oh, well that was, this is a terrible one. That's okay. That's I, I felt like I was like, Oh, I don't, we're trying to, like, you, oh, you want something good. It's like, Hey, something we just, actually we just talked about something terrible. <laughs> sure. Yeah. A palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I started, I found this show. Uh, I'm just going to talk about late night watches now. Uh, a couple months ago on Pluto, uh, cheap Irish houses. I love this show. Is it a documentary it? about cheap Irish houses? It's like house hunters, but Irish people. And apparently, it was a f- uh, really popular Instagram account. And this mm. lady that ran, and she finds these uh, really like hundreds of year old houses out on these acreages and stuff. And she takes these like young families from Dublin who all want to like move out to the country and shows them these. Some of them dilapidated. Some of them are weird as hell but it's just the most dulcet irish tones you know everybody has great accents you see all these like uh stone fences that were built hundreds of years ago they give the history of the family property i'm gonna recommend this show to my mom she would love she, that. yeah i'm telling you like any yeah any like wind down stuff uh that's the show i would recommend since right. that's what i was talking about this whole time i was like man i could get into this show if i'm trying to fall asleep <laughs> to which seems fucked up that I'm falling asleep to Steven Seagal blowing people's kneecaps out. In fairness, but. he's also falling asleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why he's in the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's always taking his nap in between yeah. shoots, and they're just like, yeah, let's just do it right here. We got we to gotta reset the camera. That's fine. And just, like, <laughs> uh, so what I'd recommend, uh, if you want a mindless action show that's really good, Banshee. Oh, Banshee. I heard that's good. Banshee's great. Banshee's really fun. It's Combine got... it with the cheap Irish houses. Banshee's of Sharon. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. But way more violent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it stars uh, Anthony Starr from uh, The Boys now. He's Homelander yeah, on yeah. The Boys. And it's really great. It's insane and involves, I think, like five mafias by the end. So it if you want a show that doesn't make sense but is like way more fun to watch, that's the one to go with. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs>